Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To live an uncommon life, one needs to learn uncommon disciplines. Hey folks, this is Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind Podcast. Welcome back. Super stoked to have you here. I appreciate your time and attention uh, and support for this podcast. Uh, it, it is helpful if you rate it on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. So if you have the time to do that, then it helps other people find it as well to learn some of the cool things we're talking about, some of the great guests we have. Also, refer it to your friends. If you think it's uh, been useful for you, then refer it to others. Again, that's another helpful way to kind of extend the reach and get more people to enjoy this conversation about how to forge an unbeatable mind, develop the five mountains of physical, mental, emotional, intuitional, and spiritual discipline. Now, also, I wanted to make a statement about the cool course that we recently completed and launched. It's a 30-day challenge, and it's a condensed version of our really successful and effective one-year Unbeatable Mind Foundation course, which has had thousands of people go through it. And uh, we introduce all the cool principles of Unbeatable Mind in this 30-day course, 15 minutes a day, a video from me leading the training, and then some journaling or reflection. So I get into box breathing, I get into visualization, I get into micro goals, all sorts of things. You're going to love it. Um, I've heard that it's one of the best programs of its kind. So it's got to be a little bit good. So worth checking out. And that's unbeatablemind.com forward slash challenge, unbeatablemind.com forward slash challenge. And it's ridiculously cheap. I mean, free. It's free if you don't hang on to it after the 30 days. That's the way we did it. And if you decide you want to keep it and you know, continue to benefit from it, then you pay, I think, 99 bucks. So it's still ridiculously cheap. So anyways, let's get on with the show today. I have no guests. I have myself as a guest and my book, Unbeatable Mind. And I'm going to read the conclusion. So this is the end of a long journey. I mentioned, um, if you've been following this, that I've been working on the fourth edition of this book while simultaneously working on another book called Uncommon. Yeah, it's not a great idea. So probably last time I do that, but so be it. Pandemic led to some interesting outcomes. So this is the final chapter. I'm calling it a conclusion. And it's an adaptation from a speech that I gave early in the pandemic to my alma mater, Colgate University, and it's titled Thriving in VUCA. Here we go. Grandmaster Nakamura from my Seder Karate days once told us all, fall down seven times, get up eight, but it's how you get up that counts. Do you get up with a smile on your face, having learned valuable lessons, or do you get up licking your wounds, wondering why you were the victim yet again? In my early 20s, I was discontented. I wasted precious time and energy. And sitting on that meditation bench not only transformed my brain, it opened up my heart, making me a more effective leader in return. Surprisingly, it also allowed me to tap into my soul's inner voice, which was 
strongly suggesting that I get on to my true path as a warrior. You may recall from earlier in this book that in November 89, 1989, I received my CPA or Certified Public Accountancy Certificate. I received my Master's of Business Administration degree or MBA from NYU. I successfully passed the arduous black belt test in Sado Karate. And then I left it all behind for Navy Officer Kennedy School. And shortly thereafter, I went to SEAL training in Coronado, California, graduating later as the honor graduate number one in my class. In SEAL training, boat crews consist of seven individuals who work together as a team to complete rigorous training. And my crew was among the 19 who graduated with me that day. There's one in a million chance of that happening. I thank Nakamura and Zen for that. In SEAL training, I recognized that being a good leader was mostly about focusing on the well-being of my team. In fact, when I got it in my head that I, and I believed it was all about me, I became the limiting factor for the team. This was something that Nakamura had emphasized in karate, but given our culture's long history of individualism, it's an arduous task. That is an arduous task to take your eyes off yourself and put them on others. I recall being curious about the strength of our team and noted how that the SEALs mastered team training and team alignment around a powerful behavioral ethos. I took notes. After leaving active duty and entering the business realm as an entrepreneur, I continued to train with functional fitness and breathwork to maintain peak health and performance. I recommitted to my concentration training with Zen to become more aware, and I recommitted to the journey into my heart through compassion. Ultimately, I was able to combine the paths of the body, the mind, and the heart into one integrated training system. That's unbeatable mind. And my growth began to accelerate. And I started to push the envelope even further, training to experience even more of what I now call whole mind living. I sought brain optimization, witnessing, awakened awareness, body-mind control, emotional power, embodied leadership, active listening, total presence, authentic communication, fifth plateau, world-centric care and concern, compassion and service. And I brought this training to thousands of clients who saw or have seen or experiencing accelerated vertical growth, the type of growth that changes their consciousness, their character, who they are on the inside. This has brought them great peace of mind and clarity. Guess what? Then COVID-19 hit, boom, and everything fell apart, right? No, I'm joking. Not a chance. That's when myself and our Unbeatable Mind team doubled down and we thrived. I'm going to share how and why we did it. It's your time to thrive in crisis. VUCA is the new normal. How does one navigate a world that is volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous? VUCA. The tools and skills that most people have relied on before that pandemic hit simply stopped working. While the training and practices that we developed for Unbeatable Mind were a solution and have allowed us in the community to tap into 20 times more potential and to perform 20 times more effectively with and through our teams. Leadership training is generally taught as a series of tactical skills, such as communications, strategy, productivity, time management, etc. These are useful techniques, but they don't change who you are as a person. They teach you how to be a little more effective from the level that you're at. 
In VUCA leadership and teamwork training, it's all about the depth of character and expanding your awareness. That's my experience in leading elite teams in the SEALs and through my work with Olympians, elite athletes, and corporate teams. Evolving leadership capacity requires that you increase your ability to tap into and harness more authentic power, which is synonymous with deepening your character. Deepening character and expanding your capacity to be authentic comes about through the process of accessing whole mind thinking and embodying developmental stages and embodying yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, intuitionally, and spiritually, the five mountains that are trained and integrated daily in our practice. This gives one an expedited insight into true nature and helps to understand the true nature of others. Begin to experience an interconnectedness and to get that we all impact each other through our thoughts, biases, words, emotions, and actions. We learn that we're all seeking a deeper level of connection, but that we shy away from it out of fear of judgment and failure or from thinking that we're less than. Most people fear this and prefer the comfort of their status quo, which perpetuates separation and aggression due to their negative conditioning. On my way to becoming unbeatable, my first job was to eradicate the fear and negativity bias. It takes work to stare down the fear wolf and curate your innate positive qualities. But you must, as those qualities allow you to connect deeply and humbly with others without worrying about judgment. This crossover from a negative fear-based existence to a positive courage-based one will feel like crossing a desert at times with limited water supply. But trust me, at the end, you will enter the Garden of Eden and find peace of mind. We, those who have trekked through those desert sands, are stunned at the qualitative difference in our lives and how we impact others. We become even more growth-obsessed and appreciate that success was never meant to be about accumulation, climbing a corporate ladder, or beating the competition. Those flawed stories have held us back and come at the expense of others and have put our home planet at risk. The volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world we're now facing and the economy that we now have is a result of years of collective negative fear-based thinking and selfish acting built on a flawed narrative of greed, consumption, individualism, and tribal competition. It's led to chaos and the potential for destruction of humanity itself. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. When I went through Navy SEAL training, one of my key insights was that everything is a threat if you perceive it to be one. So I learned to see each perceived threat as an opportunity to learn and grow. I saw that no matter how hard I tried to plan perfectly, the plans never survived once they made contact with VUCA. So I stopped obsessing about that phase and got good at executing with a good enough plan. I learned to shift fire rapidly and adjust my plans as soon as they started to go south. In other words, to fail forward as fast as possible and to accelerate my team's learning with the OODA loop. This mindset allows one to find victory where it's at and embrace the suck of any big challenge or crisis as it comes. You will learn to thrive in crisis because 
It's the opportunity of the moment. It's the chance to step up and bring your whole body, mind, and spiritual awareness to the game and to solve the problem, to grow and to serve others. It's exciting, not scary, to those who have prepared their minds this way. You will control what you can, but recognize that change is the constant, so you'll stop trying to control change. The wheels of technology and innovation are accelerating, seemingly out of control. Old systems and structures are breaking down at lightning speed. Culture is in terminal. Politics are gridlocked. Negativity has become rampant because of this uncertainty, and it's magnified by our media. But the unbeatable leader stands firm in the middle of this storm, calmly and courageously guiding their family and teams and organizations through the crisis moment to moment. Three mistakes to avoid when crisis hits. There are three big mistakes most people make when that crisis, like COVID-19, hits. One, they allow fear to affect their decision-making. Two, they wait for someone else to solve their problems. And three, they don't adapt fast enough to the changing landscape. Let's address these. You must learn to eradicate fear and to move forward fast with courage. That's why our training in Unbeal Mind starts with controlling your breathing to stop stress in its tract and to help you maintain positive attention control using the worm tool, witness, interdict, redirect, and maintain to curate the quality and the contents of your mind. This helps you leverage powerful, positive internal dialogue and imagery, and you'll use a mantra to maintain that positive attention control. These are called the four skills of mental toughness, and practicing these along with the four attitudes of emotional resiliency destroys fear forever and allows you to eliminate doubt through courageous action. The second biggest mistake is to wait for someone else to solve your problems. Don't do that. Nobody else can solve your problems, especially not the way you need them to be solved. Boy, we can take a look at the COVID crisis and sure see that to be a truth. It took me years, by the way, to get away from a toxic investor that I took on after the 2008 financial crisis. That was a mistake, which I readily admit is easy to make when you're under extreme stress, even if you have mastered these skills. I didn't need him to solve my problem. During the COVID-19 crisis, many waited around for unemployment, stimulus check from the government, or that payroll protection plan. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to take free money from the government. My own company received a small PPP loan, which gave us some breathing room as we pivoted to adapt. But I wasn't relying on the government to solve my problems. And, you know, you may as well take the money, but do so with the awareness of strings attached. It will eventually be repaid through inflation and higher taxes anyways. But you ultimately do not want to rely on someone else or the government to solve your challenges. Handouts are a mere bandage and can lock you in place in your old paradigm, keep you stuck in a rut. Since the spring of 2020, my team and I developed what we call a COPE plan, C-O-P-E. That stands for Crisis Opportunity Plan and Execution. The point is, I got the team thinking about the opportunities brought on by the crisis, and we moved quickly toward resolution. You should identify what isn't working anymore behaviorally and structurally and look for solutions that will solve the problems in the new normal. Don't expect things to go back to the way they were. Then get busy failing forward fast. Because though someone may come along claiming to solve your problems, it likely won't be for your benefit. 
The third mistake that people make in a crisis is not to not adapt quickly enough or not at all. Adaptation is the mindset of the mentally tough. Experiencing personal defeat is a choice, but whole mind awareness chooses adaptability. Understanding that no plan will ever survive contact with VUCA intact. You must allow for the contingency plans, find a way or make a way, and ensure ultimate success with your attitude and mindset and learning skills. In the SEAL community, our unofficial model was Semper Gumby with a nod to the little green rubber man. And that meant always be flexible. Don't take yourselves too seriously either. Beyond these three mistakes, remember that in VUCA times, as at any time, you are your main asset. Sometimes we forget that when we're laser focused on solving a crisis and taking care of everyone else, our families, our teams, the organization, that you take your eyes off yourself and you let your own health or your own mental resiliency falter. So it's vital that you remember to take care of yourself to remain strong, calm, and useful in crisis. Focus on your health and also expand your leadership capacity when the challenge comes. Let's consider how to protect your most precious asset. That's you. Protecting your main asset. I think there's four critical ways that you, as an unbeatable student, can shore up and optimize your main asset. You, one, use breath control to conquer stress and fear and develop powerful rituals to turn stress into success. Two, control your attention to put, your, put it on the right things at the right time for the right reasons. Radically focus on one thing at a time. Three, eradicate negativity and cultivate the co- positive mindset. In other words, starve fear and feed the courage wolf. And four, imagine and then practice in your mind's eye your ideal future after this crisis and then visualize it daily. Conquering fear doesn't mean eradicating fear, but transmuting the energy of fear into motivating courage. I believe that this starts with a daily practice of box breathing, your secret weapon. So breath connects the body and the mind and the spirit and exposes fear and negativity so that you can work on it. Practicing deep diaphragmatic breathing in that box pattern, five count in, five count hold, five count out, five count hold, for 20 minutes every morning. You can do it for less time, minimum of five minutes, but ideally you'll do it for 20. It's the optimal time. This practice will bleed off, build up chronic stress from your overcommitted and digitally distracted life, and help fine-tune your brain for the alpha flow state frequency that can counteract your hypoarousal response. You'll be able to face fear with more courage from that place of calm clarity. Enacting your box breathing breath control practice in a powerful morning ritual is ideal, as I said a moment ago. But it's so common to wake up and grab the phone and check email or social media. This only feeds the stress cycle and crushes your potential for a positive mindset before you step foot into the day. So be like a warrior. Consider consider carefully your first thoughts and actions and prepare your mind and body to win before entering the battle. Not preparing your body and mind to win is like charging a machine gun that's naked and unarmed. 
solid morning ritual like mine can look like this. You wake up, drink a glass of water, then sit down and box breathe for 20 minutes. And during that time, curate a positive mindset. Finish with contemplation and journaling about what you're grateful for. And while you're doing that, initiate your mantra for further positive dialoguing, such as, I've got this easy day, piece of cake, hoo hey, day by day in every way, getting stronger and better, hoo hey. And I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. I ought to be in Hollywood. Then you're going to visualize your day, dirt dive it with intensity and focus as if you were about to embark on a SEAL mission. You're going to identify your most important targets and the most important training that you intend to accomplish and reflect upon why you're doing them and why they're important. Then consider or journal about any obstacles that could arise and how you're going to handle them. Finally, as a last step before you step out into the day, reflect on and shore up your vision and clarity of purpose and your mission, and then connect your day's actions to them. After this powerful morning ritual, you're going to hit the battlefield of your day as if your life depended on it, and it does. Then in the evening, you're going to perform the evening ritual where you're going to look back and recapitulate the day with a short box breathing session, followed by a visualization. Have your journal handy for this. You're going to ask questions. What went well? What didn't go so well? And what did you learn? You're going to eradicate any regrets by letting those regrets go, making amends, forgiving, accepting whatever it needed to do. Maybe you send an apology, ask for a meeting to clear things up on the next day. This practice bookends the morning ritual and it integrates learning and insights from the day and prepares you for a productive and restful night's sleep. These rituals make your day complete. We have the saying that we use is called one day, one lifetime. That means to live today as if it's your only day. You must fulfill your life purpose or die trying in this day. This approach to life establishes the mental, emotional, and spiritual conditions to dominate during good times and crises. Live your life with no regrets. And remember, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So proceed with attention to detail and compassion for yourself and others. The second way you can protect your main asset, you, is to assert great control over your extremely valuable attention. Most people are overcommitted and distracted to the point that they have an inability to focus on anything for very long. Being obsessively distracted with news, a global pandemic, race riding, election nastiness, what others think about you and the like is overwhelming. The skill of attention control allows you to stay radically focused on the most valuable targets and goals until they're complete to your high standards. You drive relentlessly towards success, one target or goal at a time. You can train your mind to be the witness of your thoughts, get out of the learned behavior of identifying with them. So you watch your thoughts and observe patterns and then interdict the distractions that those patterns create when they occur. You interdict them with internal statements such as, not now, I don't need this. I need to focus on my most important target. Then you'll redirect your attention back to that target. Boy, this skill was certainly useful for me during my time in SEAL training. And I was able to stay radically focused on the task at hand and not get distracted by physical pain or the instructors or anything else. Every conversation you have and every task you perform is important, including the mundane things. If you do all these well with some, the same level of attention as the important ones, growth results. It's like waxing on, waxing off in the Karate Kid movie. Everything you do, do it with full attention. 
You can make hundreds of seemingly inconsequential decisions every day by paying little attention to them. But if you were to pay attention to them and do them well, they stack up to determine a higher quality of life. And then you'll have more motivation and energy and clarity when those big decisions confront you. Third way to shore up your main asset is to cultivate a positive mindset by feeding the courage wolf. Feeding the courage wolf means to eradicate negative self-talk and beliefs, replacing them with positive statements and emotional energy. This is no small task, which is why I put so much emphasis on it in this book. It's imperative that you eradicate negativity. Negativity limits our potential and destroys our performance. Worst of our negative patterns need further work to remove energy, that energy, such as dealing with shame, grief, anger, abandonment, and the like. Leaders who bring negativity in the workplace ex- will experience less success than more positive leaders, all else being equal. This may sound obvious, but the problem is that leaders often don't recognize the negativity in themselves. That's why in this book, I called it the background of obvious because it's hidden from the owner, but obvious to all those in the vicinity. And the fourth way to shore up your main asset is to enhance your imagination skills. Imagine a stunning future, not a fear-filled one, and then visualize it with intense daily practice. Start by imagining a future version of yourself that is ideal, optimized, and aligned with your calling. Add details and be passionate about it. Visualize this future self at the end of your morning ritual. Let me reiterate that the imagery must be practiced daily. When you do this and you believe in the vision, it becomes a guaranteed truth. Bottom line, when crisis hit, it's not the time to hunker down, but to upgrade your main asset, your health, your mental strength, your emotional and spiritual power. And then you can navigate the VUCA with grace. Six pillar grounding. It's impossible to be present and adaptable and to integrate all the practices we've discussed in this book if you're unbalanced and unhealthy. To maintain peak performance and tap your 20X potential, especially during VUCA, You need to be dialed into your habits and create habits of excellence. These are the six pillars. One, exercise and movement. Two, nutrition. Three, sleep and recovery. Four, stress management. Five, nature and time and silence. And six, your social interactions. Body and mind are always oscillating between extremes. It's a fantasy to think that there's some perfect balance point to maintain constant optimization. It's not reality. But if all we do is contract and push our bodies and mental energy will get burned out. If all we do is relax, our body will atrophy and our minds will become untethered to reality. So it's important to include both contraction, pushing, and relaxation or recovery. But you've got to narrow the range of oscillation between the two. That's the secret, the yin and the yang in balance. Habituating a smaller swing between two extremes is done by adopting the excellence habits in these six pillars and integrating them into your daily routine. Start with the habits of exercise movement. Using the crawl, walk, run method, begin to train your body using functional fitness, endurance training, and strength training methods, such as what I've recommended at sealfit.com. Make sure you set smart P goals and stick to your plan. You'll want to train for three days and then take an active recovery day, then train for a couple more days, then take a complete rest day. That's my prescription anyways, but others work well too. Train a minimum of three times a week at least. I recommend a lot of variety in your physical training. I include martial arts, yoga, and seal fit style workouts in my daily training. Make it fun and growth-oriented. Exercise should be as important to you as eating and sleeping. Movement and how you move is also 
important and additive to your exercise regimen. Walking and standing while you work, doing those 10,000 steps, having a somatic movement practice like Tai Chi or Qigong and yoga are all great ways to manage your energy and optimize your health and to become more present and connected to the vital energy in your body and mind. The second of the six pillars is to fuel your body effectively. Notice I didn't say diet or even nutrition. It's a shame that our culture has put such a low value on fueling and such a high value on overworking, but it should be the exact opposite. How often do you consume sugary foods, simple carbs like white bread and starch? Do you intermittent fast or do periodic longer fasts? Do you ingest high quality foods, whole grains, free range meats, pasture raised beef and chicken, ocean caught fish, colorful fruits and vegetables? Really, eating whole foods close to the earth makes a huge difference in your health over time, not to mention the well-being of the planet. If you haven't already, up your food game right now. And hydrating is important as well. It doesn't have to be complicated. Eat for performance and health 80% of the time, and for comfort and socialization, 20%. Poor sleep habits are another big problem for most people, which is why it's our third pillar of optimal performance. Most leaders I know are seriously sleep-deprived. Overwhelming crush of commitments, stress, and long hours keep the body in a state of sympathetic over-arousal creating hormonal imbalances that further interfere with sleep. The negative and damaging effects of chronically impaired sleep are just beginning to be understood. These include weight gain, cognitive performance decline, emotional upheaval, mood disorders, anxiety, and depression. Over the long run, acute sleep deprivation will kill you. My friend, Dr. Parsley, has a ton of recommendations for optimal sleep. Plan to get seven to five, 7.5 to eight hours of sleep every night. You can use a sleep tracker tool, such as the Aura Ring or the Whoop. You can completely black out your room, including taping over any annoying lights from electronic chargers or power cords. Set your temperature between 65 and 68 degrees. Don't watch any TV or digital devices for an hour before bed. Get 45 minutes, if possible, of direct outside sunlight into your open eyes before 11 a.m. every morning. Use blue light blocking reading glasses in the evening. Avoid food with sugar and simple carbs of starch and alcohol two hours before bed. Do some box breathing before bed. Do an evening ritual to clear up any regrets, like I talked about earlier. And you can use a boring audiobook or a sleep app or a Binaural Beats app to get to sleep faster or to help you go back to sleep when you wake up. And try not to use an alarm clock unless it's absolutely necessary. Just tell your subconscious mind when you want to wake up and train yourself to wake up. These simple tips can have a profound impact on the quality of your sleep, which then will make your fueling and fitness take root and take off. But you've got to prioritize these first three pillars if you have any hope of living an unbeatable life and navigating VUCA with grace. The next pillar was, is to radically focus on de-stressing and managing your daily stress. I've drilled into this relentlessly in this book. Box breathing is your first line of defense, but you also can stop consuming so much superficial and negative TV. Drastically reduce or eliminate network news and obsessively checking your social media. And you got to admit, it's often the people in our lives that stress us out the most. If you have negative and stressful people 
and you can eject them from your life, then do so. If they're important, then help them feed the courage wolf or put your mental earmuffs on and limit your time in their company. Building time in nature and practicing silence are also essential to living a healthy, happy, fulfilling life. Humans, nature, and wild animals need each other to thrive. You will connect to the peace and stillness inside of you by making time to be in nature and in silence. Here's some ways that I enjoy doing this pillar. Beach walks and also beach walks with my wife are nice. Body surfing and ocean swimming, hiking and running on trails, water skiing and other lake water sports, meditating and even working outside like chopping woods. Just taking walks slowly without any destination. Or, you know, if you don't have time, just step outside and breathe in fresh air and sun for a few minutes. Finally, the sixth pillar reminds us to spend quality time with positive friends and family that we enjoy their company and who are positive. I think that's redundant. This can include a community of fellow practitioners, such as from Unbeatable Mind or others. You know, I recommend Optimize, Mind Belly, and CrossFit, where your peers will inspire you and hold you accountable to optimize your health. When you find yourself distracted, disengaged, and disconnected, connect to your witness, change your mindset and energy state, energy state before entering that social setting so you don't drag other people down. Often, you'll just leave your mobile device in the drawer at home and go do these things without the constant pull of needing to check it. And nothing's more distracting than talking to someone who's pinging and buzzing every few moments. Finally, investigate the quality of these social groups to ensure that they're positive and promoting growth. If they're not, consider leaving them. One Day, One Lifetime. A few months after graduating from Buds, I received this book, One Day, One Lifetime, from Tadashi Nakamura. It was a collection of Zen meditation lectures I'd experienced over my four years under his training. I was excited to read it and relive those lectures. The One Day, One Life philosophy has taught me to live each moment fully and in presence. This day is not a dress rehearsal. In between our morning and evening rituals, we must strive to live and lead authentically and from the fifth plateau and experience integration as a union of the five mountains, body, mind, heart, gut, spirit. This integration makes us deeply present, spontaneous, creative, and inclusive. This is where your actions have 20x the power because you're tapping into 20x the potential. You're equally comfortable in a challenging workout as you are sitting in silence in nature. Your problem-solving leverages whole mind thinking, critical, creative, and intuitive. And have happened to find yourself or see others in a critical situation or a crisis, then you turn on your sheepdog offensive mindset and step into second plateau protector mode to help out. The signposts that you're making progress on this uncommon, unbeatable journey include experiencing increasing moments of peace, sensing your expanding field of awareness, being able to perceive deeper truths and cutting through the nonsense of the world, feeling more love and connection to all human beings feeling a sense of urgency to become a steward for the earth to help her heal, finding that you can accomplish any worthy task as long as it's in alignment with your calling, tapping into your intuition more frequently and making wiser decisions, embracing simplicity, finding beauty and grace in even mundane or dismal situations, and experiencing selflessness. You certainly read American President Theodore Roosevelt's speech at some point in your life. His words have inspired generations of warriors and leaders. So I'll close with this as a powerful call to action in this time of uncertainty. He's speaking to all genders, by the way, even though he uses the term man, 
He's using it in its original tenant meaning of human. Here it goes. It's not the critic who counts nor the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error or shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasm and great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievements? Achievement, And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly? So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Unbeal Mind Training requires that you get into this arena and embark on your hero's journey. The training is constant and relentless as you push yourself to find new 20x limits, testing your grit daily, never shying from the challenge. You will find your purpose. You will align with an audacious mission. You will knock down your targets one victory micro goal at a time. You will ascend in your development to the fifth plateau of awareness, and you will show up as uncommon and be unbeatable in all you do. Let's do this. We've got your back. One day, one lifetime. Step up. It's your time to be unbeatable. Hoo-yah. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.